original investigators believe he murdered her. They yeah. just can't prove it. It's my first initial call to the private investigator working on my dad's case. My wife jumps up from the table and says, God, who is this man coming in the backyard? I divorced him because I couldn't trust him at all. He lied to me at the very beginning. He was living two separate lives. In the water about 30 yards away, and I identified it as it was a person. listening to season two of Ashes to Ash TV, What Happened to Carolyn Blankenfeld, episode nine, The Letter. Bree just texted me and said, I can't call. I'm at a farm and have shit service. Buddy left me a voicemail and said my dad called him and he seems super shaken up. Okay, so first of all, that's kind of weird that Chris is reaching out to Buddy since he knows that at least Bree and Annie were there shooting some video and they knew that they were doing that at Buddy's house because while we were filming at Buddy's house, Keith walked in, who is a neighbor, and I believe he probably filled Chris in. And that's a, that's a kind so of a why are you kiss. doing that for me? Back at Buddy's house, Keith walked in. Hey, man. Oh, Hi. Uh, okay. Do you think he was like, that's oh, Keith. Keith. Oh, Jesus. I'll tell him what it was about. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, it's out uh, now. I mean, it ain't gonna... <laughs> yeah. It's not a secret now. Yeah. No, no, no. And we weren't... And I think the thing is we weren't even trying to keep it a secret, but we wanted to at least get some information to make sure we were headed down the right road. Right, and, and without yeah. interference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's another thing is too is once this is out, we're gonna get major flack for it. Oh, It's not well, gonna stop yeah. us. So just a little background here. Keith actually lived in the neighborhood when Chris was living in that neighborhood. And my understanding from sources we've spoken to is they're still very good friends. So it was a little nerve wracking when he just popped in. At that time, he was still living in the neighborhood and that wasn't an uncommon thing for him to do. But for us, it was a little rattling when we were sitting there and all of a sudden he was there. We, of course, would love to speak to Keith and his family, but we've been unable to make contact so far. Because he did pop in, we did consider this one of the reasons that Chris might have found out we were in town. There were many other reasons too, so it might not have been because of Keith either. Along with Carolyn's two blood-related children, only because we were in contact with them while we were down there letting them know that we were in town. So that's really interesting. I'm curious what he had to say. So I'll call him back now just to see your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hey buddy, it's Ash. It's Sunday. I'm actually around the rest of the evening, so feel free to call me back anytime. All right, well, I guess I'll wait and see if he calls back tonight. Hopefully he does. I'm really curious what Chris called him about and the fact that Chris called him at all. One of the people we really wanted to speak to was Mark, Carolyn's twin brother. And one of the major reasons for this is we thought he could fill us in a little bit on Carolyn. And then also he had become really good friends with Chris over the years. So we thought he might have a unique insight into what might have happened here. Okay, so I'm gonna call Carolyn's brother, Mark, to see if we can interview him on the 6th. 
Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Back at the house with myself, Annie, Bree, and the crew. If he did this, he should be in jail. You know, and that's, that's my only feeling of it, is if he did this, he should be in jail. If he didn't do this, he's handled it in the worst way possible, and you still shouldn't talk to him because that's just not a healthy relationship with anyone. You just can't have a healthy relationship with a person like that. Well, from here on out, that my communication with him is completely not there anymore. It doesn't need to be. And don't forget that you are doing absolutely nothing wrong by asking questions. You're not, it, it's perfectly fine to ask questions, to have doubts. For them to push back is, is well within their own scope, but you've done nothing wrong by asking questions, especially because none of the answers really lead to one answer. It all goes off into a different spread. Who, did you get all the way through the evidence packet? Who got all the way through it? Um, I read, yeah, I mean, on and off, there's bits and pieces still that are longer paragraphs to go through, but I read a lot of it. So what did you find, what did you find that interested you? Obviously with, you know, the different stories being told are a big factor. And then sometimes it's just a little thing that, not a little thing, but something that sticks out like, you know, a month before where he talked to a lawyer and found out that if he got a divorce, he would lose 40%. Yeah. And, you know, that's such a big factor in, you know, domestic situations and things like that when it's driven by finances. And if he thinks, all right, well, I'll just divorce her and leave. But then he finds out he loses half his stuff. And then so suddenly it's like, well, what else can I do? What other things can happen? Are there other things in his mind? It's just that's that's such a kind of telling thing. You know, someone's at that place. He also, Buddy, without even knowing what the police report said, Buddy said the exact same thing that the officer told us, that why would you take your boat out to the middle of that body of water and go swimming out there, yep. especially with a person that everybody knew was not a strong swimmer. And Buddy right away knew instinctively, why would you, why would you take her out there swimming? Or why would you let her get off the boat to take a swim. Right. Absolutely. Especially with so many years of Coast Guard experience. <laughs> so I just want to break into the episode really quickly and encourage everyone to subscribe. If you do subscribe, it can be done right through the website. And there's a $5 level and a $20 level, and all that money goes just right back into trying to solve these cases. So if you feel like you can support that, we would really appreciate it. You get to see episodes early, discounts on merchandise, uncut footage, and you get to be part of our private subscribers group. The show will always be free for people to watch. The reason for that is because we want people to call in tips. That's why we do this. But if you do have the means to subscribe, it really helps us out and we appreciate it. Ashes to Ash TV, A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-T-V.com. Now back to the show. I think that's one of the craziest things that Buddy brought up is like when he gave him that stack of papers and included the death certificate and something saying that the insurance payout is going to go through because everything checked out. And I mean, it could have been one of those freak mistakes. I think Buddy hit it on the head. He said, he's, the, he's not not smart. He's super smart. And I feel like it's just like he knows how to like, you know, poke you. And like, you don't even know you're being poked, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of confused because you're like, did you put that in there to make a point? To say F you, like that's it, I think, and you see these things come up so often that it's almost like it can't be coincidence. Because one time, sure, 
we've all left a, a note scribbled somewhere that someone shouldn't have seen or butt dialed someone and said something. Like we've all done something stupid like that. When you get a death certificate, you get only like two or three death certificates. And if you want more, you have to pay for more. And that's no problem with the funeral home. You just pay for them. So you only get so many. But it's like a birth certificate. It's not something you, I'm not saying right. no one's ever lost their birth certificate, but most of the time, like your social security card, your birth certificate, your driver's license stays relatively safe. And a death certificate's not gonna be hanging out in your wallet where you could lose it. But it's, that's why I'm saying though, you, you take those death certificates and they're usually for a reason. Yeah. You need them for tax purposes. You need them for, to get your insurance money, you need them for the bank. So you only order so many. Why would you have it in the saddlebag of your wife's motorcycle? Especially when it has information. Most people are like worried about their private information, their first, last, and middle right. name, their social security number. As I was recording today, I was like, oh, we can't, we'll have to block out like every other word if I use it. So I flipped it closed so that we can show that that sticky note was on it. But like, that seems to be something you very much be like, I have to be very careful with this for so yeah. many reasons. Yes. Yeah. So. I feel like he did what he needed to do with her death certificate to get everything settled and final. And it was like, all right, I'm done with it. I'm gonna give it to Buddy. Or, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> no, I do, I agree. Oh, I'm done, I'm done with everything involving Carolyn. I'm, I'm gonna give this to Buddy. Oh. I got like my payout. Yeah. Super short-sighted even as like a logical person because I hear nothing but horror stories of like, yeah, I found out my wife's like credit cards had been reactivated four years after she died because someone got a hold of a social security number or something like that. And then the death certificate is the only thing that proved that, no, that wasn't any of us. Like she's been dead. Yeah, and, and it's but it's and it's that. like you can't just be like, all right, I got my insurance and everything's cool, and this is this year's taxes, and then I can rip this up and be done with it. Like, it is an important card, like a social security card and stuff like that, because things crop up years later, and then you have to pay more money to the funeral home to get another copy of it, which is a pain. Like, no one wants to go back and get a social security mm -hmm. card. Like, you can get it, and it's not the end of the world, but it's just a pain. Why didn't that just get filed in whatever special filing cabinet you have for papers? I, or maybe it's just a crazy coincidence, but then everything in the story is a crazy coincidence. How do you get that many crazy coincidences in one small box, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So now let's listen to the voicemail that Buddy left me, which I hadn't listened to yet. Okay, here we go. Hey, Ash, it's Buddy. I guess I need to talk with you, Bree wanted me to call. And, uh, so whenever you get time, give me a call back. I'll talk to you later. Bye. This is the call from Buddy Debris. We had been waiting a couple days to hear back from him. He had left a voice message on Bree's phone saying that she should give him a call and that he had something interesting to say because Chris had called him earlier that day and that was two days ago. So she finally got back and was able to call him. I've tried to call twice and left voicemails and hadn't heard back. So I'm calling Buddy. Uh, apparently he got a call from my dad the other day and he tried to call me the other day, but I was unavailable. So we're calling to see what exactly it was about. <sighs> Here we go. Hey, how's, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Huh? How's it going? Yeah, what's going on? Um, I was calling you to see what my dad talked to you about the other day. No, it's 
not just the other day, I went and had lunch with him today. Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, it was good, you know. He almost started sobbing a little bit. I got some of uh, Carolyn's ashes. And he knows I hold him responsible for her death. And uh, he's going to sue all of y'all. He said, you're, I don't know if he knows what y'all recorded or what, but he said that uh, y'all are basing everything on my testimony. And I said, look, I just talked about a woman I love. Didn't go into any of the stories. I didn't, you know, say anything. And then we got talking about other things. He's pretty manipulative. Uh, he was he was wanting to see if he could get anything out of me. But no, he's he was the same old Chris. Woe is me, and thinking he's smarter than everybody around. Yeah. <laughs> He told me the investigation's over. It didn't go longer than normal. He told me he knew about uh, the bruises and stuff on Carolyn. He kind of laughed that off and said, bullshit. I don't know how you can say that. He never saw her again. I don't know. It's uh, on the report. So, I mean, they found her with bruises on her face. Yeah. Well, he's either investigating herself or got somebody investigating finding out stuff for herself. Wow. And, you know, I don't care. He's carrying a lot of guilt, though. I saw that. Yeah. He said he carries Carolyn's ashes everywhere he goes. That's bullshit. It's kind of what I thought. He had him in a backpack wrapped up in something, a shirt or something. I don't know. But they had never been open before because we had to cut the tile of it. So. Interesting. But I just made it pleasant, like I had been told a long time ago by the investigator, to keep everything the same. Yeah. That's what I did. I didn't deny nothing, but I didn't tell him nothing. And he's the one that says, I know you hold me responsible for her death. And I said, that's right. Don't worry, uh, you're out of will and disowned, and uh, I think Annie is too, I'm not sure. I'd assume that well, would happen, I really don't care. Well, you made your choice a long time ago, and I, I told him, I, I said, look, everybody makes choices. You make them, everybody else makes them. I said, uh, you can't do nothing about the past, it's there. But yeah, between the hugs and telling me he loved me, uh, he thought he had, uh, he thought he had me in his uh, arena. Did say he lost money on that house up north that he bought. And he tried to tell me that uh, all of his money bought all the houses they had gotten, you know, but I already knew the story on that. So I just, got him talking and listened y'all just keep doing what you're doing but he said he was gonna sue y'all said they could cost me my reputation and my job and i, I said well man you gotta do what you gotta do they're doing what they think they gotta do yep we're gonna keep doing well, it I, well i shot pretty straight with him you know without telling him anything and uh 
He said they had uh, the investigators never even talked to anybody in the neighborhood. Well, that's not true because they did. But I didn't correct him on that. Well, I appreciate you telling me all this. Very interesting. Well, I wouldn't keep it from you. Yeah. All right. All right. I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Holy shit. <laughs> hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What the fuck? Yeah. I love how he says he carries her ashes. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> but, like, he hadn't even opened them. Like, he, he went to Buddy to give him some ashes. Is this after the giant fuck you of the death certificate with the little post a note about the insurance money on it? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to give you some ashes because I'm a doll. Shortly after we returned from that first trip to Florida, Bree and Annie got a letter from Chris. Some of the things in the letter were kind of surprising because he seems to kind of blame Annie and Bree for what might be happening as far as the video production goes. And Annie is not even really involved in this at all. She just came down on that first trip with us to kind of gather information and to get her own thoughts on what might have happened to Carolyn. I love that Chris wrote this letter though because even though we've tried to contact him, he has not gotten back to us. So what is really amazing is we have a statement from him in his own words on what happened on the boat that day. And we also have an email with a lot of information. So one thing that is really nice about that is eventually we're going to be able to fact check everything that was said in that email. And I think there's some interesting things that are going to come up with that. So since this is a video production, we did have a voiceover artist read Chris's letter. We had the voiceover artist read the letter rather dry so that not to put any emotion where there shouldn't be. We also had to fix, there were some grammar flubs or some spelling flubs. We also had the voiceover read it the way we believe it was intended. But when we post the written part of the letter, that is actually how it was written. We want to keep that as close to how it was written as possible so that we don't end up changing any of the connotation or any of the words around. So the letter that you see on the screen is exactly how it was written. I really think the voiceover and the written words are pretty much the same, but one thing we never want to do is change what somebody said. So it's really important that we kind of showcase both of those so that you guys can make up your minds for yourself. Annie and Bree, I hope that you are doing well and hopefully this can settle some things. Austin and Jenny came to me and told me what you were both up to. They said that they had been holding it back because they did not want to upset me. It did, been crying a lot again. I'm glad they came to me, and it explains a bunch. Seems that both of you are dealing with a conspiracy theory of sorts. Austin and I talked, and he told me to not say anything, and just F both of them, and just let them be crazy in their own little drama-starved world. I am glad I have a great relationship with three of my four children. Brianna, it seems that you talked to Buddy about some things on one of your visits, and now you have a belief or talked yourself into thinking that I did something to Carolyn. You realize that Buddy was in love with Carolyn, right? They had this love affair thing going, which all of the neighbors thought was shady and warned me about. Do you realize that our little crew there in Lillian was much more than us and Buddy, right? I knew there was nothing sexual about their relationship. It was just different. I accepted it because I loved Carolyn. I still love Carolyn, and I loved Buddy. Had you bothered talking to any of our other neighbors, you could have gotten this information. But no, you chose to seek out and talk to only Buddy, who sits in his chair all day 
drink scotch, and watch his crime and war stories on TV, or read books with the same content and mourns Carolyn. I'm sure Buddy made comments about why I sold everything and moved from that location so quickly after Carolyn's death. It was actually six months. Why did I need her two motorcycles and Jeep? I didn't ride anymore and didn't need two vehicles. Why pay for them? I don't need to hold on to things like Buddy does. He has six motorcycle payments now and one Jeep payment. Makes lots of sense, doesn't it? Buddy's the biggest reason for my move. I'm sure Buddy refrained from telling you that after Carolyn's death, he set up an altar dedicated to her and told me as often as he could that any real man would have let themselves drown. More especially, you should have died instead of her. I decided then that I would not and should not have to put up with it. And I didn't want to be by the water anymore. The water haunts me to this day. What I did try to do is run away from everything, but it didn't work out. You can always run from the past, but it always catches up to you. Had either one of you talked to any of the other neighbors, you would have known this. However, you did not, so it is what it is. I find it interesting that Mike apparently, per my conversation with him, was told that this videography was a Carolyn Remembrance thing with Austin and Jenny's approval, which was a lie. Neither of them gave permission, implied or otherwise, and Buddy was told that it was for some type of crime series. Interesting. Also interesting is how, now after I sent the text to Bree the other day saying that Austin and Jenny were upset, Austin got a text from Annie apologizing, and Buddy reached out through Keith and wants to apologize to me. Hmm. Fuck him. Guys, I mourn Carolyn every single day. I mourn that I could not save her. It still hurts my heart and always will. The what-ifs of that day. What if I had driven the boat over to her? What if I had made her wear a life jacket? What if I had taught her to swim? What if I were a stronger swimmer? What if I wasn't so out of shape? I own all of these. They are my torture every single day. When I tell you I relive this every single day, you should know that it is the truth. I am haunted by it. However, I cannot go back and change any of it. And I don't need you two to keep it alive and fresh for your own odd reasons. No one does. Carolyn jumped in the water at the end of a fantastic day of boating, which we both usually do. Normally the ladder is down and she holds on to it. She did this on that day, 530 days ago, but this time she didn't realize that the wind was blowing hard one way and the tide was going the other, taking us deeper into the bay. The pictures attached were taken minutes before she and I went into the water. Texted a few of them to Keith right before. They are attached. Keith has our text from that day still. You should talk with him. We were having a fantastic day. As soon as Carolyn was in the water, the boat and I were a good ways from her. She yelled to me to help and I jumped in after her, leaving the dogs on the boat. As soon as I got to her, I saw that the boat was headed away from us, and I asked her if I could go get the boat and come back to her, and she said, please don't leave me. I didn't, and then I spent the next few hours in the water holding Carolyn up and pulling her along by her bikini strap, fighting the wind, waves, and current several miles from shore. I lost her in the waves after a few hours. I'm fat, so I floated around for several more hours. When I finally could not breathe anymore, the sun was going down, so I stopped floating and let myself go. My feet hit sand and I was able to make it to shore. It was already dark. I collapsed on the back porch of someone's house. The boat with the dogs in it, with the engine still running, washed up five hours later by Ono Island. The rest is all known to each of you, but I'm sure neither of you remember that I was in intensive care for days. Hmm, maybe I faked that. Brianna, I know that you hate Sarah, but to tell you the truth, she is the only reason that I have not killed myself. In addition, I know that you think Sarah and I got together too quickly. I guess you don't remember that Carol and I were engaged after two weeks 
and married at six months. I asked Sarah to marry me eight months after Carolyn passed. We have no intention of getting married anytime in the near future, but we will eventually. I didn't start actually dating Sarah until after her brother's suicide in September of last year. I didn't trade one family for another either. You, by your own choice, have alienated the rest of the family. You have not communicated with your brother in a long time, and if you ever want a relationship with Austin and Jenny again, you better try hard and stop this crap. They are done with you and you making them feel bad every time you talk to them. Jenny has no more tears to feed your need for drama. Guys, with all of Carolyn's faults, with all of her issues, with cheating, mental issues, everything, she was mine and I was hers. I alienated my whole family for Carolyn, willingly, and would do it again. We loved hard for 19 years. There is not one minute of the day that I don't miss her. Not one. Annie, do not act as if you cared about her. You hated Carolyn as much as she hated you. You're a hypocrite if you say differently. So, with all of this said, you two continue with your little conspiracy, video, commemorative video, crime drama. Brianna, there will be no more money coming from me, and if I could undo the co-signing on that car loan that I just co-signed for you a month ago, I would do it. You are a double agent, but you already know that. For your docudrama that you guys are producing, I will provide you with the following. Write to all of my medical records for my illnesses since the accident. Carolyn's medical records and prescription list. Grief counselor notes. Marriage counselor notes. GPS coordinates of where they found Carolyn. You can take pictures of her name I scrawled in the pier and where I sat more than one time with a gun. Investigators' names and phone numbers. Coroner's reports and pictures. I hope you both take this in. It may do some good and it may not. I do not care anymore and it makes me sadder than words to say this and to send this out. Brianna, know that I am proud of you and for the things that you are doing now. Keep up the good job. Make sure you sent out a Facebook post on this letter to you. Get some attention for someone because you crave it. Annie, sis, take care. We can all keep Carolyn's memory alive in a more constructive way, don't you think? All we have is the future. I'm still alive, so I might as well make lemonade out of lemons life has handed me. You guys continue to live in the past, create as much drama as possible. You both thrive on it. Be the martyrs for the rest of the family, but do it silently. Brianna, I'm not sure if that's Annie's email address. If it's not, if you could forward it to her, I would appreciate it. Love, Dad, and Bro. Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino, associate producer Kate Giordano, special guest Bree and Annie, technical swimmer Victoria Gockler, crew members Cole Ellers and Michael Howard, musical score David Patino. Please subscribe at Ashes to Ash tv.com a-s-h-e-s-t-o-a-s-h-t-v.com if you know of any illegal activity involving this case please reach out to your local law enforcement if you would like to give a tip or information please email me at ashland57 at gmail.com a-s-h-l-a-n-d-5-7 at gmail.com to follow us on facebook go to ashes to ash true crime or on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Ashes to Ash TV.